Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right, because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Friday, my friends, and happy Super Bowl Friday as we get our way into the mix with you on the Sports Radio Conversation. Josh Bertaccini coming at you from the Bunker Studio Team B Media here, Fayetteville, Arkansas, USA, and no place I'd rather be than right here on the digital radio with you, talking some sports, having some fun. We get to hang out for the better part of 90 minutes each and every day, and that's absolutely One of the coolest things in my life. I hope you enjoy it. Hope it brings you a little bit of a smoother morning, perhaps. Or if you're doing the the DVR thing on the radio, right? You're doing the podcast and listening back later, as so many of y'all do in the course of the afternoons and the evenings. That's the way you got to do it. This thing is meant for you to pick apart the way you need to do it. And so we're going to pick apart a lot of stuff today. In particular, the Super Bowl. Big game 58 coming up around the corner in Vegas, baby Vegas. Can you imagine the amount of money that will be spent in the city of money, Las Vegas, the city in the desert. That's all about the money, Um, man. They're going to, uh, they're going to make a little bit of a, a little bit of a killing out there. That said, hopefully we have a good football game. Chiefs and Niners round two. After they met in the Super Bowl just four years ago, that was one San Francisco really seemed like it played better in, but the Chiefs with Mahomes just able to pull it out late. And obviously when you have the better quarterback, that's going to loom large for you in this game. Got some questions up as we get the conversation moving. I want your Super Bowl winner. Who's going to win this game? It's basically a pick em. Niners favored by one and a half points. That line has not moved much not at all and so what's your what's your pick chiefs or niners we'll get that on the board put that in the social media of course you can follow listen watch subscribe to the show do it your way uh, by following us at the real nwajb if you prefer the twitter machine or facebook the pictures on on instagram or you're hanging out with us on the youtube so we got a lot of great content coming down the pipe this is kind of just our paving of the highway you're on the show, right? We're just kind of setting the roads out there and the path forward and, and figuring out where the bumps are and the, and the potholes and, and trying to smooth some of that stuff out too. If not, remember where to drive around them, but um, YouTube channel out there for you too. And of course, live at our website, 
every day as well. The real NWAJB.com. So Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. I think you got to argue you got the two best teams standing here at the end. Ravens were the better team in the AFC for most of the last month or so of the season, but the Chiefs have been the better team for a half decade now and got better as the season went on, continued to step up their, their uh, offensive consistency. I wouldn't say they've been remarkably consistent even till now on offense, but man, Kelsey's game has gone through the roof yet again, cementing himself as one of the all time tight ends in the sport. And when you got Pacheco out there running hard through contact, making it happen in space as a catcher uh, of screens. And then of course, as a receipt, as a uh, running back too, man, he's a dual threat kind of guy. So I like Pacheco an awful lot. He runs hard through contact. He's one of those guys at 30 to one odds. I think it's a chance to be a Super Bowl MVP. Of course, Mahomes, who we mentioned one of the legends of the game all time. You would think the quarterback has a great chance of being the MVP as well. And um, I put Kelsey on the board with his incredible play of late. We'll go Chris Jones for a defensive piece for Kansas City. And they're going to need that D to step up even more without a Menahu in this game who has the busted ACL. So, um, yeah, Chiefs got some options. Certainly have some talent, some players. Harrison Bucker, their place kicker is one of the best in the game. And Andy Reid. Talk about cementing statuses. This guy's gone from a playoff choker in Philly to uh, Mr. Clutch in the postseason in KC. I'm leaning Chiefs close in this game, y'all. And I think the spread might be exactly right. You know what I mean? Like, give give me Kansas City and something weird happening in this game. Like, 24-23, I mean, I'll pick a number and put it out there, but... I think it's it's going to be a lower scoring game than a lot of people think. Question of the day, number two. Number one, Chiefs or Niners? Number two, if the Chiefs win, who's their best bet to be MVP? Some great prop bets out there, including one of my favorites each year, who wins the MVP, right? And of course, I know people doing the squares thing with their friends getting together, throwing a couple dollars out there. No, but you never bet, right? You never gamble. Okay. And then on the San Francisco side of it, I mean, I go back to what I said four or five minutes ago. Kyle Shanahan, you thought, would have had a ring by now. And in the game four years ago, had his team in primo position to win that football game before they gave up a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Couldn't get that last key sack and stop on Patrick Mahomes and some some... Kind of anemic play calling the second out of out of a guy who usually in Kyle Shanahan I'm talking tends to be aggressive and tends to call some pretty good games. That that was a bad Super Bowl loss. That was not that was not one of those where you're like, oh man, we rallied late. It just wasn't our day. No, that was a bad loss. That wasn't Pete Carroll at the one yard line bad with the Seahawks a few years ago, but it was bad. It was bad. Um, you get a chance of redemption now. I think the Niners are a much more complete team. You didn't have than they were then. Uh, probably had to head in the Chiefs, truthfully, too. You didn't have Christian McCaffrey then. So now you have a guy, talk about Pacheco. I'm, I'm impressed with his ability to be a, a dual threat guy at times. Christian McCaffrey is the definition of a dual threat guy and has really set the standard and the prototype for what that player is supposed to be moving forward. I mean, the unbelievable physicality that McCaffrey plays with for a guy of his size to be that consistently strong able to handle contact and keep going. 
He's a remarkable football player. And uh, he was at Stanford. He was uh, at Carolina. Nobody saw it, really. But he was there with the Panthers. And maybe had him on your fantasy team. I don't know. And then, uh, obviously, here with the Niners, it's been a big stage for him. Now, he's playing dinged up. You've seen him with a little shoulder stinger. Um, you've seen him you know, with an ankle injury down the stretch. Missed a game or two. You need a big game out of McCaffrey. If you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, you're hoping to win this game. Coming up on Sunday in Las Vegas, Nevada. So you got the McCaffrey angle. Then you got Brock Purdy, a quarterback. Uh, This is not Jimmy Garoppolo like a few years ago. I think Purdy's a better quarterback. Certainly more dynamic with the feet, able to run, keep the chains moving. Um, I expect Purdy to have a decent game. He certainly played well last week. Now we've seen at times pressure get to him. Pressure gets to all quarterbacks. Can Kansas City get to Purdy and make his life difficult? If you don't, I think Purdy's going to have himself a heck of a game. And um, then you talk about George Kittle, probably the second best tight end in the game to Travis Kelsey. No, not number one, but a guy who can be a wrecking ball over the middle of the field if you get him the rock in the right place. So, um, and then the receivers, Samuel and Ayuk, that is a better combo of receivers. I take both those guys before I take any of the chiefs receivers. I mean, receiver rice is, is a good player. He's getting better, but outside of that, I mean, give me a break, you know, Tony Valdez Scantling, uh, Hardman. I don't think so. I don't think so. So the Niners weaponry a little bit deeper. They got our boy, Dre Greenlaw. You bring it on back to Fayetteville in Northwest Arkansas and the fact that you know, Dre Greenlaw has had a heck of a career, and I had the pleasure and the privilege to call a couple years of his high school games at Fayetteville, and he was a dynamic player back then, and he kept getting big. I mean, back then, he was a safety slash running back slash receiver, punt returner, kick returner. I remember Daryl Patton doing everything he could to, to get Dre Greenlaw into the game, onto the field, at any position that he could. That's how talented athletically he clearly was. And, you know, one of those lead by example guys, like my play is going to do the talking. And for a guy in Dre Greenlaw to succeed in the NFL the way he has, it's just an awesome story. I mean, homegrown, state of Arkansas guy, you know, some, some family stuff growing up, who's not dealing with some of that. So he moves, relocates to Fayetteville. And really, this becomes his home. Has an incredible high school career here. If I remember correctly, when he was he a walk-on originally with the Razorbacks? I don't know. He was like a last-second recruit, if not a walk-on. But they get him in the door there. And and nobody expected much out of him. He was unheralded. You know, the U- University of Arkansas doesn't do a lot of prioritizing of its local high school athletes at times. One of the areas, I think, where they miss. You know, you're always reaching for the sun, moon, and the stars. It's like open your eyes and look at the grass in front of you. But they didn't mess that one up. They got Trey Greenlaw. And he just got bigger and stronger the whole time he was here. And what a player Trey Greenlaw was. I mean, had a heck of a career. You know, obviously comes in and and has some years for you as, as he joined the program where, you know, he was putting up big numbers and maybe the team wasn't. But then he also popped off and was a big part of that eight-win team and really the energy that had set the tone for that team kind of leading into it. So what was Dre Greenlaw's legacy at Arkansas, really? I think just the teams being more competitive and feisty and fiery on defense and certainly gave you a belief that you could be good on that side of the ball. And we've seen the Hogs the last few years without Dre have some really good defenses, you know, at times, maybe not this past year.
Meanwhile, Dre Greenlaw's gone to San Francisco. It's just gotten better and better. And, and I think he's one of the, the more underrated linebackers in the league. I really do. Um, hopefully, he can get himself a title here in, in his second chance at it. You saw him with two picks in the NFC Championship. He's obviously a guy who can flip a game with his athleticism. So I'm rooting for Dre Greenlaw to have a big game. And uh, if he gets a ring, I, I won't feel bad about that at all. Then there's Brandon Allen, third string in San Francisco. I don't know if you feel quite the same connect on that one that you do with Dre, but another hometown kid. I call him a kid. He's a grown man now in his 30s, but another hometown guy who has had a really nice long career in the NFL. Is there a better path forward in life than being a, a clipboard holding third, fourth string quarterback in the NFL? I mean, you get paid well and you don't get hit. It's not so bad. But Brandon Allen has had himself a nice run. Obviously fits into locker rooms, kind of like Dre Greenlaw. It's awesome to see Fayetteville High School. I think the only high school in America. I saw that stat earlier this week. Got a love for the Purple Dogs today. But Fayetteville High School, the only high school in America that has two players competing in the Super Bowl this year. So that's pretty awesome. Super Bowl 58. It is coming your way this weekend. All the commercials and food and mainstream marketing you can handle. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. If you're getting together with some folks, great. I hope you have a feast. Bring some Tums. It's a smart move. And if you're, um, you know, you're just hunkering down and watching the game by yourself, it's one of those cultural moments when all you have to do is have a, uh, a functioning television and you can be connected to the rest of the world pretty much. What are we looking at? A billion and a half people tuning in around the planet? I mean, it's not the whole planet. But it's a lot of people in America, well over 100 million expected to watch, of course, fragmented on the different mechanisms there, right? In the mass media world, people will choose where they want to watch it. And um, I'm open for a good game. I know it sounds cliche as we wrap it here in the monologue at the top of the show, Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Big picture. You got some local connects to it. Obviously, Kansas City, just a few hours up the road, up 71 the highway. So that's our... That's our local NFL team. And uh, so many Chiefs fans around here are fired up, ready for this game. Years of suffering, especially for the older ones. And uh, yeah, there's a bit of a gloating going on, a little bit of an arrogance that they've quickly donned like a jacket. But you know what? When you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, got a right to be a little bit arrogant. This guy's unbelievable. And um, I'm thinking he's going to have himself a really good game on Sunday because he has been hot fire in the playoffs. And like I said, out the gates, the chiefs have gotten better and better every week. And I think they're playing their best football of the season right now. Give me Kansas city in this game. We'll go. What did I say earlier? 24, 23. Yeah. Give me Kansas city. 24, 23 MVP. Man, I don't know. I want it to be Pacheco. I got a couple dollars down on that one. 30 to 1 odds? Yeah. I mean, so I'm rooting for Pacheco, so let me vote for that. But we got three questions up for you to marinate on. Who wins the game? You got Chiefs or Niners. Best bet to be the MVP in this game if Kansas City wins. You got to believe the MVPs come from the winning team. Um, I think only like once ever has it come from the losing team, right? If that. But who's the best bet to be the MVP if the Chiefs win, and also who's the best bet to be the MVP if the Niners win. We'll get back to the Arkansas Razorback basketball team and its preparations for Georgia. Hawks have a home game tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. It ain't over yet. It just feels like it. 
people's post game to follow at seven. But we'll talk some more about that. And of course, softball getting rolling. Baseball starts next week. Lot going on here and all kinds of storylines around the NBA trade deadline, too. Quick timeout. We're coming back. It's the real NWAJB, 9th of February, 2024. Living in the future, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. Quick timeout. We're coming right back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help, taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. It's a football Friday and our last one for six months. I got the tears just coming down my cheeks right now. I got tears just all over. So I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to hop in the car right after the show today. Um, I haven't told the family this yet, so uh, Megan and the kiddos might not be happy later, but um, I'm going. It's, it's what, 20 hours straight west by car, I think, to, to Vegas. I looked at that. That's, you know, with, with very few stops. And, um, you know, we're going to have a good time. I've, I've, I've 
put a second mortgage on the house. So I got some cash money to take to the uh, the craps tables and to the sports book. And I think I think I'm all in. I think I'm all in. I'm gonna place like a hundred wagers on prop bets on the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see what happens. Either I'm gonna hit it big, or um, <laughs> this might be the end of the road for your boy JV. Super Bowl 58. I'm joking. I'm not doing any of that. Goodness gracious, that was a bad joke. My guy Tyler is calling. He's got a thought on the game. Talking Chiefs, Niners, and obviously prop bets too. In particular, who's the best bet to win the MVP in this game for each of these teams? Softball team wins a pair yesterday. They're 2-0. Baseball starts with James Madison on Thursday. SEC baseball coaches pick Arkansas to win the conference this year. All right. Kendall Diggs. And Hagen Smith named all SEC preseason first team. What does that mean? Not much, but it tells you the hype is kind of legitimate right now. So that's good to see. And we'll continue to uh, get you ready for baseball. Of course, our people's postgame coverage around the corner for that too. NBA trade deadline. Not very exciting. Not very sexy. Knicks probably won the day. Bojan Bogdanovic, Alec Burks, couple good shooters. Bogdanovic's a really good player. Knicks gave up, what, Grimes, Deadweight, and a couple second-round picks. Yes, please. Now, they have injuries all over. Last night, they lost the Mavs. The Knicks, literally, their entire starting lineup is injured. Randall, Anunby, Mitch Robinson, Jalen Brunson, and I guess Boggs is, yeah, Boggs is still hurt too, Bogdanovic. So their entire starting lineup is hurt. But that's all right. Nobody's supposed to be out for the season. Still time to make him over to Thunder add Gordon Hayward for some bench depth. That was a smart move by them. There really were not a lot of exciting deals here. Dallas gets our boy Daniel Gafford from Washington, the former Razorback. They also get PJ Washington uh, in the trade uh, from Charlotte. He's a good player. A little more dynamic offensively. Patrick Beverly on the move to the Bucks. Milwaukee desperate. For some kind of physicality, man, they've looked bad under Doc Rivers so far. But PBAB, another former hog, will reunite with Bobby Portis. I say reunite, they never played together here, but a couple of hogs getting together there in Milwaukee. So those are some of the, the deadline deals that went down and down the stretch we go inside of 30 games left now in the in the NBA season. All right, Tyler in Bentonville, my guy on the phone. What's up, T? How are you? Well, it's Friday, JB, and I'm trying to breathe a little bit. Chiefs Niners, give me your pick. Man, I've been going back and forth all week with my friends. All week with friends. I've been saying that, you know, if the Chiefs get after Brock Purdy early, they're going to win the game. If Brock Purdy moves around and what he's done in the second half and the two the last two games it's played, then I think 49ers win the game. And it's still, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with betting wise and everything this week. This weekend, I'm going to. Just seems like the smart money. It doesn't mean they'll necessarily win the game, Tyler, but to me, quarterbacks and head coaches in the NFL, such big factors, so much impact on what happens in the game. And I think the the, the Chiefs have the better at both positions. I think so, too. I think their defense is playing very, very well. And San Francisco is, I mean, they're on their last leg. They're really, everybody's hurt. Yeah. So they... They're going to have to grind this game out and see how long they can hold it. How good is Nate's son at baseball? How good is Nate's son at baseball? Yeah. He's very, very good. He puts in a lot of work. And if he sticks at it and, you know, doesn't have any major injuries, cross your fingers, Nate, and I know you're listening. 
I, I think we can go a long ways. Uh, I think it, it's really, it's really, it's been really fun watching our boys play together. Uh, being his son's a pitcher and my son's a catcher. Okay. Uh, it's been really fun to watch them play on, are together. Are they on the same team or no? Years. They just practice together. They're actually on the same team. No, they were on the same team. We decided to go our separate ways because we were two years from high school. And the way travel baseball works is everybody's everybody's trying to get quote unquote wins. But for us, our boys, we want to get them the competition that they need to get the high school level now and get that experience. So you build on the team. So, so you build on the team. They're going to play against each other. This this upcoming. He's really a switch hitter, huh? Uh, I have only seen I've only seen Seth swing it righty, but I know I've seen him swing it left in practice. Yeah. I'd have to see it in the game situation. Who's the best bet on the Niners to be MVP in this game? Oh, we did ask a Chris McCaffrey. Who's the best bet on the Chiefs? Patty Mahomes. Yeah, it has to be. But two touchdowns for Steam C. And if you're parlaying it, you gotta throw Kelsey in there. I like that out of you. And then I yeah, I mean I've been doing all the parlays, man. And that's it. I've hit three parlays this season. I love it. Tyler, I'm gonna cut you loose. A great call out of you. Good to hear your voice. We'll talk soon. I'm gonna holler at you later, okay? All right, brother. You know I love all right, you too, buddy. Great call. Tyler in Bentonville. Ready for the Super Bowl. And uh yeah, we got some we got some parents of ballers around here, from what I'm told. Um We'll find out whether or not your boy JB is one. I do know that the Green Bulldogs came through with a dominating 20 to 6 victory yesterday. Season high 20 points. That's right. Um, first time in a double digits as a team. Our previous high had been nine. So we improved to two and six on the season. We were up 18 to nothing at halftime in this game yesterday. We called off the dogs. My guy Andy and Rogers, his team's a work in progress. They had a really good third quarter. Outscoring a six zip, but we won 20 to six. It was a good night for the Bulldogs. And so now we're two and six with two games left to go in the regular season. And that is postseason time. Then it's uh, the stage gets a lot brighter in the uh, under nine girls basketball league at the Springdale rec center. The bright lights of the postseason are looming. And <laughs> let me tell you, they are coming on quickly. So uh, eight teams in the league. It looks right now we'd be the seven seed, but I got a feeling we're going to win another game or two. We might climb up a little bit higher. I'll keep you all posted. I know you're absolutely positively on the edge of your seat about all that. Lamar Jackson chosen his MVP in the NFL. Good for Lamar. Miles Garrett wins defensive player of the year. And what you got Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney and Devin Hester. How about that pick as a kick returner into the 2024 Hall of Fame class. That's pretty cool. Also, Hunter Juracek, named to the College Football Playoff Committee, which is fascinating in its own right. Second time an Arkansas athletic director has been named to the Playoff Selection Committee. The first time, of course, Jeff Long back in 2012 after firing Bobby Petrino and you know the, the crocodile tears and all the rest of it, able to flip that into being the, uh, the playoff chair, I think he was, for a, for a little bit there. And then... Now you have a, a a different deal that's strangely similar. It's like alternate universe similar. 2012, Arkansas's AD fires Bobby Petrino, gets appointed to the committee. 2024, Arkansas's AD, Hunter Juracek, hires Bobby Petrino and gets appointed to the college football playoff committee. It's kind of interesting to think about that, isn't it? Like bizarro land. 
but it is what it is. Just like this show is what it is. It's real, baby. The real NWAJB coming at you from the Bunker Studio. Team B Media, 90 minutes live. And so good to have you here streaming it globally and the digital broadcast. Obviously, our forte here. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, I want to swing it back to some Super Bowl conversation. Mark Schofield, tremendous NFL scribe, SB Nation USA Today, doing it all for a long time. We'll get some thoughts out of him on America's last and biggest football game of the year. That's next. Hang tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. We're making it happen, and so good to have you here as we hang out, have some conversation on the digital airways with you, the people, sports talk radio. It's a heck of a thing, man. It's how we make sense of what's going on, right, in the sports world around us. Obviously, a community of awesome listeners here that we have. This chat feature on Podbean is so cool. You can 
Get after it. You guys are giving each other a hard time today. Yesterday was Aaron coming after me. That was pretty cool, too. I didn't see my man Aaron on basketball night last night. All right, let's get back to the Super Bowl. It's been a good 12, 13 minutes out the gates, giving you some thoughts on the game, the matchup. I'm leaning Chiefs close. I think the spread, you know, the Niners favored by a point and a half is about right, but I'll take the Chiefs as a slight underdog to um, to win the game. I don't, I don't even know if... Um, if you're going to need the points, but it feels like it's it's a toss-up kind of game. Let's see what Mark Schofield thinks. He's an NFL scribe and a great one for SB Nation. And always nice when he finds the time to hang out with us for a couple minutes here on the show. Mark, happy Super Bowl weekend. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, my friend. Happy Super Bowl Eve Eve to you. Hope you're doing well. Yes, and I am doing well. And thank you for for asking and uh yeah, we were just talking off the air you and me for uh for a couple minutes there it's uh hey it's a big game it'll be festive i love getting together with some people and eating food and all that's great i get it but uh it's a little bittersweet because now we go off a cliff with football you know it is bittersweet and i think as we were saying a few minutes ago before going on air we've got some long months ahead of us because however this game unfolds on sunday we've got like six or seven months of Brock Purdy discourse in front of us, whether they win or lose Brock Purdy is going to dominate the conversation. And I'll tell a quick story. I was in New York city on Monday, Williams F1. They launched their car for the upcoming season. Mm -hmm. They invited me up for it and talking to the drivers, talking to their team principal, one of their drivers, Logan Sargent, American driver, big football fan. And even he said, Brock Purdy, I like him. He's an underdog. He gets too much hate. The Brock Purdy discourse is going to be a huge conversation no matter what happens. So we get that. And we get a year of his Eli man and a Hall of Famer. So that's what awaits us when this game ends. So enjoy this game because it's going to be a long couple of months after that. I would say yes to Eli. What about you? I, yeah, I think so. And I was just talking about this with some people at SB Nation before hopping on with you. I think when you've got the signature moments that he has, the two Super Bowls over New England, it kind of puts him on that Namath Bradshaw level where they had signature wins as well. Obviously, Namath Super Bowl three. So that probably gets him over the line. Still top 10 in passing yards and things like that. So there's some things you can point to as a voter. But you know that there are going to be people adamantly against it saying, I think he was what? 500 or just above 500 all time mm-hmm. in the loss record. I mean, people will point to that and say, is this really a Hall of Famer? Some people use the argument, was he ever one of the top five players at his position? And you might not think that he was at any point in his career. So there will be arguments against him. I think he eventually gets in. I just don't know if it's first ballot. Tremendous playoff quarterback. That's for sure. And, Absolutely. You know, and this coming from a Jets guy, not a Giants guy, you know that, Mark. Um, how about yesterday's uh, trio? As we find out, Peppers, my boy Dwight Freeney, one of my favorite players ever. Even though he played for the Colts, he's a Q's guy. What a what, what a great dude he was. He went to Syracuse when I did. Didn't know him very well, but always humble, undersized. What a career! And then Devin Hester, that's interesting. A kick returner. How about the Hall of Fame trio yesterday, Mark? I thought it was a pretty good class. I obviously look Freeney stands out. I was actually thinking last night, right before the announcement came out, if you had just a Hall of Fame award for just a player's move, his spin move gets into the Hall of Fame on its own. I mean, that was tremendous. 
I think Hester is a fascinating one, and I do wonder if it opens the door to more special teamers. I know Bill's fans have been clamoring for years about Steve Tasker getting into the Hall of Fame. I wonder if at some point this opens the door to that. But I think overall, pretty good class. The one shocker to me was Antonio Gates not getting in on the first one. I thought he was a lock. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible tight end, Mark. Incredible. Um, where does Kelsey rank? Speaking of Gates, where does Kelsey rank on the all-time tight ends list right now? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think you've got Gonzalez, Gronk, Kelsey. Gates is probably up there, too, but he's top five. Yeah, I think I don't know if he... I know Patriots fans and Chiefs fans fight all the time about Brady and Mahomes, and they fight all the time about Gronk and Kelsey, and they will have those fights for years now. I think it's Gonzalez 1, Ron Kelsey 2A, 2B. Put him in whatever whatever order you want. Okay. All right, here we go. Chiefs and Niners. Niners a slight favorite, I guess, but a point and a half basically makes it a pick em game. And, and I think the quarterback and the head coach both favor Kansas City. Mark, let's uh, let's get some, uh, some X's and O's, some thoughts out of you on Super Bowl 58. How do you see this matchup? Yeah, I'm pretty much in line with you. I think if you were to, when we actually did this estimation, we got eight of us together and had a draft of basically the top 40 players in this game. You had a lot of 49ers players in the top 10, top 15. They have a very good roster, very deep roster. But first player off the board is Patrick Mahomes. And if we were drafting coaches, we'll probably drafted a read ahead of Shanahan, given the experience and what he's done in big games. And in a game like this, in a closely fought game, like we expect this one to be head coach quarterback are two big advantages to have. And so I look at this like you Kansas city, 27, San Francisco, 24. That's how I see this one. Give me that score one more time. Kansas city, 27. San Francisco 24. Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhere around there. 24-23 Kansas City. Uh, what's a key matchup or two that you think, you know, beyond quarterback and coach that favor Kansas City, Mark? I mean, I'm wondering, A, how Steve Wilkes looks to contain and limit the damage from Travis Kelsey because it's a tough thing to do because you might call the perfect zone coverage where you're expecting Kelsey to run this route because of what they've done from a formation tendency standpoint. But Mahomes and Kelsey are so good at ad lib and going off script. And so Kelsey will know, oh, I'm not going to run right into the coverage. I'll snap the route off this. So you might think if you're Steve Wilkes, okay, well, we're not going to do zone coverage. We're going to play more man. If we see Fred Warner on Travis Kelsey, I'm going to be fascinated to see how that unfolds because you might see it in man coverage. You might see it in some of their zone coverage looks as well, where Warner has to carry the number three receiver vertically, and that's going to be Kelsey a lot of times. So that's a matchup I'm very curious about. I'm also curious when the Chiefs have the ball. If Joe Tootie can't go and Nick Algrady has to step in at left guard, do you see a lot of Bosa kicked inside or Chase Young kicked inside, or does Steve Wilkes try to attack that spot if Tootie can't go? So that's something I'm very curious about when the Chiefs have the football. When San Francisco yeah. has the ball, yeah. can Purdy navigate what Steve Spagnuolo throws at him, mm-hmm. number one, because he throws a lot of different coverage looks, spun safety looks. How does Purdy figure those out? And what do you see in terms of Christian McCaffrey? Where does he line up? Is he going to be used out of the backfield primarily? Are they going to run the ball a lot? Or is he going to be in the slot outside? And how does Spagnuolo handle that? 
How about the Chiefs defense, which has played so well now without Omenahu, you know, and you're missing a pass rusher. You wonder about that. You also wonder how it affects the rest of the D. And the Niners have so many talented pass catchers, Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk. How does how does Kansas City's secondary hold up against all those weapons, you know? It's a lot of weapons. That's a tough ask because you might be tempted to play zone and be a bit more eyes on and see if you can pass routes off and pattern match and things like that. But Shanahan's such a good play designer and he's going to have concepts to beat those coverages. And so you might think, okay, we'll go, man, we'll turn our back to Brock Purdy. What does Purdy do? He showed it at the end of the NFC championship game. He could tuck and run 23 yard scramble, 21 yard scramble on the second half. And so it's a tough ask. How are you going to defend all these weapons? I think Spagnuolo is going to throw a lot of zone early, try to see if Purdy's dialed in. He's going to do what he did to Tua early in that game, which is, you know, show him one coverage, flip to a second coverage, eventually end up in a third coverage all over the course of the same play. He's done a very good job of disguising their looks. See if Purdy can figure that out. If he starts carving them up, maybe go to a little bit more man. If they do end up in man, Brandon Ayuk, I think, could have a very good game because you're worried about Kittle, you're worried about Debo, you're worried about McCaffrey. Ayuk might see a lot of one-on-one situations, and he could have a lot of success if that happens. McCaffrey's clearly not 100%, Mark. Clearly not. I mean, who's 100% at this point in the football nobody season? Is. But Nobody is. But McCaffrey looks like he's you know, he's got a, a shoulder thing. He's got an ankle thing. I mean, I hope for the sake of a good game that he's somewhere close to 75 80%, you know? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. Nobody's 100%. He does look a little banged up. And, you know, this is sort of the off-season running back discussion coming to life here yeah. you know, because yeah. people say, look, you know, it's such a tough physical position. You get so banged up. You see a lot of his runs where he doesn't go down to first contact. That certainly takes its toll on you yeah. over the course of a season. But yeah. like you said, look, it's close to 75, 80%. That should be good for a good game. Yeah. I see. I see this game so much the way you see it. Um, what's at stake here? Give me a look ahead. Chiefs win. I mean, Mahomes has got three. He's basically halfway to Brady. Reed gets his third. He's halfway to Belichick. They don't break up the party with a win, do they? Or do they break up the party with a loss? What's at stake? First Chiefs, then Niners, then I'll let you go. What's at stake for the Chiefs here, Mark? Big picture. I mean, in terms of big picture, the win definitely solidifies legacies for Mahomes, particularly with Mahomes, right? Like, Like you said, halfway to Brady. He's already in that greatest quarterback discussion. This just gets him closer to that title. I don't think they break it up either way. You know, last year, there were those sort of read retirement rumors. He had the pre-Super Bowl sit down with Glazer and open the door to say, look, I got a big decision coming up. This week, it's been, I'm not ready to go. Today's not that day. So I think win or lose, this, this band continues another year. I think for San Francisco, it comes down to Shanahan and Purdy. Like, if the Niners win this game, Shanahan can win the big one. He finally gets over that big hurdle. It's very reminiscent, I think, of Steve Young when he won his Super Bowl and he's on the sidelines saying, pull that monkey off my back. I still remember that moment. So it's going to be something like that. And for Purdy, it's still like, look, I got hurt last year. They lost in the NFC Championship game. Maybe I didn't have the best playoff run, but we just won a title. And for the people that still say that I can't do it, that I'm helped and all this stuff, I got a Super Bowl right now. 
Mark, you're the man at Mark Schofield on the tweets to follow this guy, SB Nation. He not only covers NFL, but we talked when we had him on a few weeks back about his F1 coverage, too. This guy is incredible, the stuff he covers under the, the sports umbrella. Mark, how do you watch the game? Do you do it solo style? Are you working the whole way through? Or are you more, I'm in party mode, it's family, it's friends? How do you balance that during the Super Bowl? I mean, I, you know, we'll have family over, we'll be, you know, have the food spread and all that stuff, but I get the laptop in front of me and yeah. I'm, you know, banning out stories as this yeah. game goes. So I try to yeah. do both. So how do you eat wings while you're typing? Well, see, that's why I'm team drum. Like slats, you got to use both hands. Yeah. Like drums, you can just go with the one hand. You can type with the other. You can scroll with the other. So Smart. that when people ask me drums or flats, I ask first, am I working or not? Because if I'm working, it's drums. And Super Bowl night, I'm working, so it's drums. Mark, that was your best answer the whole conversation. It really was. <laughs> save the best things. Save, save the best things for last. I was like, thanks for just, you know, brushing off my whole uh, NFL thing. Uh, 12 great minutes with the awesome Mark Schofield, who's just a classy guy. Thanks for finding time for us here in Northwest Arkansas. we got a, a lot of diehard sports fans listening, and they appreciate your insight, Mark. Enjoy the game, okay? And we'll talk to you soon, you buddy. You too, my friend. All right, thank you. Looking forward to it, buddy. Be well. Yep, he's the man. Really enjoy that guy. Talking with him hanging out. Mark Scope will get that in the podcast later today. We are an hour in and making it happen on a Friday, a football Friday, one of those last football Fridays, if not the last one for a long time. I guess NFL draft. I got Terrence right. NFL draft and football Friday. Okay. But it's not a game. You know what I'm saying, T? It's not a game. Top of the hour break, Tyler Cash, TV Tyler next as we continue on TV Media.